Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. You know, when you said you're rolling, you see me rolling. They hating. <laughs> Trying to catch me. Riding dirty. Riding dirty. Yeah, it took me a minute. Huh? I know, right? I was like, come on now. You got it. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> We're about to pull your brown card. It's been a long day. Wait, that is what made me lose my brown card, not knowing <laughs> the lyrics to Riding Dirty. I mean, everybody, there's certain songs that you just are like, come on now. <laughs> I've given there's- you so many other reasons. <laughs> I didn't know who Remy Ma was at first. Yeah, that was crazy. Tell me that at least you, you um, well, you don't really watch Ratchet TV. Do you watch um um Housewives of the Real Housewives of Atlanta? So yesterday I spent six hours watching The Great British Bake Off on Netflix. Oh, so child, you had me excited. Like, yes, <laughs> you're welcome into the Ratchet Club, girl. I'm stripping you of no. <laughs> your ratchet card has been revoked. Not that it was your 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 application was pending, and you just got you know you're like you put to the bottom of the pile. I'm and- okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and so um, typically I don't, but Ratchet TV helps me wash dishes, and so I'm not judging. I- no, for sure. I mean, <laughs> the, your Nikki Leaks is my is that she her name? Nikki, y'all. <laughs> she said Nikki Leaks, y'all. <laughs> And um, Nene Leaks. Yes, her, and that's the only one I know. She's your Paul and Mary. I know we have to have some listeners who watch the Great British Bake Off. Like we have to, or at least the American version. Anybody? I didn't even know there's such a thing. Tell me at least. I mean, like, well, I watch HGTV. I'm assuming you partake. I used to when we paid for cable, and now it is harder to find. So not as much, not as much. Well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my Property Brothers. I love Magnolia. I love Fixer Upper. That's my favorite. Fixer. Are you ready to see your Fixer Upper? Shiplap. <laughs> shiplap. I had to Google what the hell is shiplap. I know. And the silos. I'm like, yes. what is the silo and all, place and all they the keep babies. going to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love. Yeah. So um, anyway, for those of you who do partake, partake in a little ratchet from time to time. So I don't watch the show, but I do watch the um, reunion episodes because I mean, if you really want to just get to the to the drama. I'm just like, I really don't care about the day-to-day to the show, but the reunion episodes are life. And I was like, ooh, Phaedra, caught in that lie. For those of you, I know Mandy's like, I have no idea what she's talking about, but for those of you who are listening, Phaedra got what was coming to her. I can't stand Phaedra. Anyone named Phaedra, not to stereotype, <laughs> belongs on that show. <laughs> Some, they're up to no good. <laughs> right? So Phaedra, honey, finally, Anything done in the dark will come out to light. Like a grandma would say, right? This is a black grandma saying, um, what doesn't come out in the r- wash will, wait. What doesn't come out in the wash will come out in the rinse. Wait, something like that. I don't know. I, I had an African grandma. She didn't, those are not her type of parables. But anyway, something basically that like nothing secret, you know, will stay secret long. I and so, it. yeah. Yeah. So that was just a little, you know, little, a little beginning ratchet opening up. So how have you been, Mandra? Swell. Simply swell. It was a rough week, man. I don't know if when you leave for vacation and you come back to work the first week. It was rough. I had like a real world hangover. <laughs> I'm like, I forgot how early the mornings are and how much coffee I need. But I'm back. I'm back at it. I was going to ask how it was coming back after like your whirlwind life, you know? It's hard. It's not like it used to be when I used to working at a big company where you could be gone for a week or two and then come back. And it's like, you just kind of pick up where you left off. 
But, you know, being just in a management role and then at a smaller company, when I came back, it was like, oh, okay, these million things piled up and then you have all these million things to edit mm-hmm. and stuff. So just a little bit of catch up, but I feel a lot better now. I feel a I lot. And we had a very relaxing weekend where I like didn't leave the house really on, like had some friends over on Saturday and cooked. And then Sunday, I like I said, great British bake off all day. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think, do I binge on any shows? Um, it's very rare. Typically, you know, after an, an episode or two, I'm like, all right, I'm over it. But like every once in a while, like I've binged on Blue Bloods. That was pretty good. Me and Superman before. Is that JLo show? Child, Mandy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Oh, I was sure I was right. I was sure. Wait. Oh, no. What's Blue Bloods? I'm really good with TV usually. I know the I shows. I swear, like that, you know, you would think that Mandy, I was a millennial and Mandy was not. I mean, <laughs> like, Mandy's like, baby, could you turn up the heat? It's cold in here. It is no, cold. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's like some, um, I don't even know what channel it comes on. I just like watch it on um, on Netflix sometimes. What the hell is her show called then? Because I swear it's blue something. It probably is, but I don't, I don't, I typically like, I don't watch, um, uh, too much like current TV. Instead, I'm like, if I'm gonna watch TV, it's typically HGTV. And then if there's something ratchet on on occasion, I'll partake. Um, but and then I just go back to work because honestly, I'm just like, Ugh. it's just kind of like my escape away when I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about anything responsible. Where are the housewives? You know? Yes, I think we all need that little bit of like, just give your brain a mental. If you have a job that's like mentally draining, some jobs aren't so mentally draining; they're physically draining or whatever. But like. At the end of the day, my brain hurts, and you just don't—you just can't think yeah. anymore. That's why when people ask me, "Oh, you must—you must listen to all those financial podcasts. You're in, you know, personal finance, whatever." I'm like, "Sure, don't. Yep. Sure, don't. <laughs> me, me I, I read and talk about this stuff all day. I don't know anything about, uh, you know, these financial podcasts or whatnot because I just can't take anymore. I I want to listen to like all the like the storytelling podcasts. And, yeah." Like, I have yeah. to get into some. You have to give me some crime. I like the crime ones. There's some good ones. Yeah, I love if you're looking for like a good um, storytelling podcast, it doesn't get better than Strangers. It's this is like amazing narrative. Okay. And every episode, usually there's there might be a couple that are two parters, but usually it's so um, it's about an hour, hour and a half episode. And, and she really like tells a story and they're the stories are all over the place. Like how this family adopted these two Haitian children from Miami and then ends up adopting their mother and bringing everyone over to, you know, to like the story of a girl who's, um, you know, uh, sexually assaulted by her father and then finds, you know, resolution. It's just, it, it's really good. I don't mean to go on a tangent. Oh, no, story. Okay. No, because I've started to go back in the gym in the morning and mm-hmm. I need something to keep me from looking like at the clock. Literally. I'm like, really one minute. Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> when I'm like like on the treadmill or whatever. And I'm like, I need something that's going to keep me going, you know, and so I need to be entertained, you know? So I'm looking for some good podcasts to start to get into because music doesn't do it for me. Like I can listen for a little bit and I'm like, oh, I hear you. Right. I totally hear you. Yeah. You know, so like either I talk to a friend on the phone or, and that doesn't, that's not really all that productive because then I'm like, let me slow the treadmill down. I'm breathing too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm like, if I can listen to something that's like engaging, it'll keep me going for longer. But people are not here to listen to us talk about other podcasts. (laughs) Welcome. I know. Welcome to Drown Ambition. I I had a big milestone today. It was so random. Me and Superman are so random. I wasn't sure if I could say anything. So I'm excited that you got (laughs) to the... You got to it already. <laughs> I sent you the picture like, ah, it's happening. We were just, we were at City Hall really because we had a meeting with the um, housing and economic development office because we've been having trouble finding a house, as you know. And so I wanted to be like, like, you know, what's going on? Is there something that you guys can do? And are there programs and whatever? So we had a really good meeting um, where they're going to help us to really move forward in the home buying process because you know the first house we were so excited about but then it didn't pass inspection it was like contaminated soil messed up foundation blah 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 everything was wrong so we had to walk away second house you know we the other two or three houses that we've seen since then that we put in offers for we've been outbid so it's been like really uh disappointing so i was like well you know what let me go to the city to see if they have some 
him helping some solutions and they are going to help us. So I'm excited about that. Um, so hopefully in you know, a few months, something will, something will pop. Um, and while we were there, because last week we'd gone to get a marriage license, but the city of Newark, did we talk about this last week? They, they yes. held up a ransom. Yeah. That was really weird. They were hacked. Yeah. Right. And so the hacker, you know, held, you know, the city or their city's files anyway for ransom for like $30,000. I'm like, what are you 12? You know, like it just seemed like such a random arbitrary number. Um, so anyway, either they fixed it or they paid them. And so when we were there today, he was like, you know what? We should go downstairs to see if we can get our marriage license. I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't bring our, our application, but we could probably fill it out downstairs. But I'm like, do I have a random bill? Because you have to bring a bill with you to prove residency. And I happen to have, and I, this like never happens. I happen to have a random light bill in my purse. I'm like, oh. And it was it was recent. It was like this month's light bill. I was like, well, this works out perfectly. But then we also needed a um a witness, and so he was like, well, let me see, you know, my best friend. And he happened to be like around the corner, which was also weird. I'm like, look at the universe just lining everything up. He's like, I'm actually around the corner at a diner. So he was like, well, come around. So here Did you I was. Just cobbled together a wedding and <laughs> I know ten well, minutes. Apply, I know when you apply for the license, you're just applying for the license. You're not, you know, it's not when yeah. we, we didn't get married. And so you apply for the license, and then they ask you, you know, when you're going to get married or where. And then we were like, well, we're just going to go to the Justice of the Peace, which in Newark is just the courthouse, which is next door. And she was like, all right, take this slip to the courthouse, and they'll give you a date. And I was like, oh, okay. It felt so weird and surreal. I was like, all right. So we went to the courthouse and they were like, um, you know, this is the nearest date, you know? And I was like, okay, is that when you want to get married? And he was like, uh, sure. He was like, give us the quickest, the soonest date you have. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this They're like, crazy. oh, it's that kind of wedding. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he, um, and then it's so crazy because I have a business trip literally the next day. And I was like, babe, maybe we should pick another date because I have a business trip. And he was like, I mean, our life is like, it's not like, you know, we're already living together. We're, you know, so he was like, well, that's just life. So I was like, okay, so we're just going to go to the courthouse. I am going to, um, going to, um, you know, get something cute and wear something cute, but it's exciting, but weird. Cause I thought to myself, I wasn't going to think it was a big deal. Cause you know, like, I feel like, well, we're like married now, but then you're like, nope. Whoa, I see what you mean, Mandy. I'm like, <gasps> I feel like it's like real, you know, because Let you it have be a, a big deal. Make it a big deal. I mean, I know you're doing it low key, but you should still make it. A, I think it's really special. You should like. I text my um my friend who um well like she's a makeup artist and so she like I have a bunch of friends who are makeup artists but she was amazing when she did my face and so I texted her she's like oh yeah I'm available I was like yes and so um, I'm gonna reach out to uh, another friend of mine who has a she like makes wedding gowns to see if she's gonna make something like simple and really cute and like summery for me I'm really excited to be married getting married like you know, when the weather's going to be nice. Cause like, that's so me, I don't want to wear like, you know, some big, heavy, uh, gown. I want something like floaty and like a summer dress, you know, so and something is it, cute. how soon is the, when's the big day? Can I ask? It's going to be in June. Oh, a June wedding. I know. Shut <laughs> yeah. up. At the end of June, I'll just say, because I feel like some people are crazy. You'd be surprised. I've eaten places and people have just shown up. So I'm like, I just kind of don't want someone to be like, <laughs> I heard you're going to get married today. <laughs> I know how it is in Newark. Tiffany is a a public figure. <laughs> so I just, you just never know. I love you, CA. <laughs> they come by you with know. like a, a potato salad. <laughs> yeah. like a and cake. then afterwards, we'll probably like, you know, like me and because I'm just literally just like my mom, my dad, my sisters and my two best friends and his his immediate family. And then we're going to have a big to me when we get our house, then I want to have a big invite everybody that we care about. Well, not big, but, you know, the the like the reception slash party when we get a house. And so that's it. So I'm excited though. Because I'm like, big. I know I'm like, wait, I'm gonna be a married lady. It feels so weird. I never really thought I was gonna get married. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, so Capital W wife, it is a big deal. I know. I'm like, whoa, this seems weird. And it's so crazy. Like I have not cooked in like forever. I'm the worst sometimes. So, like I'm the type that like I will like go. You hard. say that every episode. Like literally every episode. It's been so long. I feel so bad. I cooked some dinner tonight. So at least every other Sunday or Monday, you are cooking dinner. <laughs> It can't the thing be is, that like, bad. when I cook, like, I'll, like, go hard for, like, two or three weeks, and then I'll take off a week, like, I don't feel like doing that today. And so I was, like, I felt, like, in such a good wifely mood. I'm, like, I'm going to make a full dinner. I made meatloaf, roasted potatoes, roasted vegetables, and I even made gravy from scratch for the first time. 
Ooh, delicious. I know. <clears throat> I didn't even know how. I had to call a friend of mine. I was like, um, I'll take, I don't know how to do this for 200, Alex. So that's well, my life. Well, while you were out getting married and I was honeymooning, apparently, like, the Republicans finally got around uh, to f- completely effing up our healthcare system. Um, well, they're halfway there anyway. This new, I love how they're calling it, what are they calling it? The American um, Health Act or something like that, uh, the replacement for Obamacare. So strike one, they didn't get their first plan through. So now they've pushed through some kind of turd yeah. um, through the house. <laughs> it does seem like that. Like they were like, hey! They're like, just eat this shit pie that we made for you. Like I just keep thinking of um, what's her face from the help, you know? when she makes the she poops in the pie yes. and then feeds it like we're the white woman who's being fed the shit pie right now is sort of how i feel um yeah this uh this healthcare act is uh like i don't know what else to say about it just big fat turd well i mean it's only pa- it has to still pass the what the senate it or has pass- to go through the senate yeah but the fact that the house passed it i think is what's frightening because at least the last time it was blocked and and i think that the biggest the biggest like um, shocker, not the shocker, but the fact that they're eliminating $800 billion from the Medicaid system and somehow think that Medicaid's going to get better and that it's going to bring more uh-huh. health to more people. And I'm like, I don't understand how tax cuts for the rich and then yeah. taking away $800 billion is going to make that any better. And on top of that, um, it's going to make things like pregnancy being a woman and like a lot of women related needs like a pre-existing condition where you could like you may still get health care but you may have to pay a lot more for it yeah and i mean i'm i am definitely not going to say say that you know um the system that you know president obama put um you know brought into existence was perfect it wasn't it was expensive and a little bit convoluted but it was a start to something i feel like Folks just didn't want it because it was him, you know, oh, like yeah. certain people, you know, that like if you said, hey, I want to fix health care because that's that's what it should be. It's like this president brought in a system that we didn't have at all before where everyone should have health care. It's not perfect. So every president should be improving upon it versus just saying like, well, no. You know, like, I just feel like it's more about, about, you know, discrediting his legacy than it is about really wanting to help people. And I'm just like, and it's so crazy. I think to myself of the people, some of the people that voted for him and how they're going to suffer. And I'm like, do you even realize, you know what I mean? Like, did you really think this billionaire was this down to earth guy who was like, you know what, you there, you know, in the backwoods of Alabama, I'm, I'm for you. Like, are you crazy? That's not what's happening. Like, it's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess if anything is the one thing that this has helped is that you saw, you saw the French elections. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that some of the results, I mean, I was just reading this um, article from the New York times called, um, what, uh, what, what is it? What's wrong with France or something like that. Um, and basically saying that part of the reason why, um, you know, whatever his name starts with the M he won over basically their Donald Trump was because of our Donald Trump, you know? Yeah. Marie Le Pen. Yeah. She will. She was like the, the populist complete, like the um, xenophobic. Yep. Yeah. The Trump of France essentially. So it was yep. kind of like a sigh of relief that she didn't win because it was looking like she was going to lose. I mean, sorry that she was going to, uh, if not win, but at least get a bigger share. And I think I read, this was last night, so maybe it changed, but it looked like she had um, that the the guy who won Macron had, or is that how you say his name? Macron? I think so. Um, I took four years of French, I should know. <laughs> that he got like 64% of the vote, which was a huge margin. Yeah. And I heard it actually was more like 66. And really? Had, okay. Yeah. So like I was, really I think a... I was like this morning when I was on the treadmill, I was like, oh, you know, and it was just crazy. And then so many people, like I was just like reading uh, like article after article and so many folks were like, we don't want, we don't want what happened in America to happen here. Well, yeah, he was still different. He was still an independent candidate, completely sort of like he was over. He he rebuked sort of like the the, the status quo, uh, on, in in French government. But at least he wasn't like the xenophobic, crazy person. Yeah, Trump. I wish it almost makes you wish. You know, I he, you know, he was a little bit Bernie esque, I guess. 
Yeah, um, okay. If not in his policies, I don't know much about his policies. I don't think it was his policies that made him Bernie-esque, but he was like the anti-Hillary, but still on the other side. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like not but, so establishment and different. Yeah. He's like 39 years old too. He's so I young. know, that's crazy. It's a baby. Yeah, I was like, oh, so like my brother's going to be like, so what we're going to do is, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean- I don't so the world's not totally in a hell going to hell in a handbasket, but it it certainly feels like. Well, I, I mean, I was I was reading something about Gloria Steinem said about Trump, and I think we can all agree that yes, he's a class A moron and completely incompetent and has no idea what he's doing in this job, but he's also I think made America wake up in a way and yep. pay attention in a way that we haven't before and get involved. Um, I mean. Everybody is talking about this, the passage of the the new health plan in the House and going ahead to Senate and just encouraging everyone to contact your legislators, go just go to your Senate's um, website and send an email or call, leave a voicemail to your senator and let them know that you don't want this um, and and speak up and and have a voice. It worked the first time because the bill didn't pass the first Mm -hmm. time. Um, You know, hopefully it can work again. But yeah, I agree. I wish they, they would... You know, it's like naive. You want to wish that they won't let politics get in the way. or But you know that this is a big deal for Trump to pass something and say that he accomplished something. Yeah. You know, he didn't have the best 100 days, and now he's got to at least get his health plan across. And it was a huge fail when he didn't. So for him, it's ego. It's like, yep. I need to get something through. And unfortunately, they're not taking the time to maybe improve upon what's already there. They're just trying to rip it apart um, and just build something even jankier. Yeah, which is crazy. It just makes you like, sometimes you just want to like check out. You're like, oh, child, call me tomorrow. Like I'll peek my head in and I'll read some stuff and I'm like, oh, my head, my heart. I can't. Well, it's ground break, ground break. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me just, it makes me grateful to have, you know, employer coverage. And I, um, I mean, it's going to be, honestly, it's, it's the use of, it's the, it's the you, it's the entrepreneurs, it's the self-employed. Yeah. It's the people who work for small businesses and, yeah. and don't get health care who are going to have to deal with this crap. Um, I'm not going to lie. As soon as we went to get our marriage license today, Superman was like, welcome to health insurance. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's got awesome health insurance. He works for the city. So his health insurance yeah. is like that grade A, like, what? When he had his aneurysm surgery two years ago, he didn't pay not a nickel or dime. I mean, he had... Like, you know, all the best of everything, the best doctors, the best uh, aftercare, everything. And, you know, and I just remember being like, whoa, what health insurance do you have? They even treat you differently. Mandy, when we walked in places, he would give his card and it was like we sat in a different waiting room. Like, oh, no, no, no. You, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> you, right? you don't have sad to be a little. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. No, but I do remember like he had to get a, um, he was like he had a headache um, after he would had his surgery, you know, and so. He had to get a, um, not a mammogram. Look at me. What are those things called when you go through like that? Like the, um, not an ultrasound. They put you in that big, huge magnet. You lay on your back. It's like a little circle. They put you inside of it. Ultrasound. No, darn it. My memory is MRI. An MRI. MRI. There you go. So I remember. (laughs) So we went to the emergency room and they immediately put him in a room. And I was like, oh, okay. And then when we came out, the, the emergency room was full. And there was an older gentleman, like in his 70s. So like an older, older gentleman in the hallway on like a gurney and I was like well how long have you been here he was like oh hours I said well what are you waiting for he said MRI and I was like what and so when when um Superman found out he went to the head nurse and said you know like he can have my room I didn't you know we're waiting for the same thing and I don't it just it felt wrong to have the 70 year old man like in the hallway and she's like oh no 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 uh you guys are here for different things or whatever and I asked my brother-in-law later like does that make sense? He was like, he said, I guarantee you, it, it's about insurance. He was like, your, you know, your fiance can pay, his insurance can pay for that that room and that gentleman probably didn't have any. And yeah. it just made me say, wow, doesn't that feel so terrible, you know? That was my dad before Obamacare. My dad would go to Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta and I would call him in the morning. He'd be in for like, he's he's had knee pain and like other issues um, since he's gotten older. But yeah, he'd go in in the morning and he would still be there when I got off work, waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> for an emergency room. Um, it's, it got to, I mean, my dad now, he has made friends and he has doctor friends who will see him. Um, he had Obamacare. He had a plan through Obamacare. That's how he got his gastric bypass surgery. Um, 
two or three years ago and you know that was completely covered and he paid for it for a year and then um the prices got to be too expensive and he was like nope not doing that anymore so uh yeah he didn't go back and i don't think he will be back and that that scares me as his daughter thinking of um you know what if something really serious happens and you know he'll laugh and he'll like look at he'll show me his like bathroom counter which is like covered in every single supplement that you can get at CVS basically or that you can see on Dr. Oz mm-hmm. and he's like I'm fine I take my ginseng and my ding ding and I have my spinach smoothies but I know that's not a healthcare plan yeah and it yeah it's frustrating that there's nothing you know nothing for him at least yeah. as it stands and I don't see that it's going to be getting better anytime soon Fortunately, so this is just a random little twist do you remember like you being a journalist and like so have you ever written for ebony magazine never so do you know you know like i don't know what happened with ebony but i guess one of their writers did you see that it was like a while ago maybe like a week or so ago no, where, what like, happened? well a writer had said like oh ebony magazine is not paying its writers and then it became this whole twitter hashtag kind of like campaign where like other writers like step stood up and were like yeah they have not paid me either and it was like oh it's such a shame because you know ebony is this iconic black magazine you know yeah and i guess they've been struggling for a while financially because i remember maybe it was last year that i heard that ebony was trying to sell their um their archives their their like their pictures um the physical archives of like i guess their the pictures that they've collected over years and years and years and i thought wow that would truly be lost if it wasn't available for the public somewhere like in a museum and somebody like a private collector collected them and i just remember thinking shady like oh i remember i i wrote for ebony like i don't know three or four years ago i wrote an, an article child it took them nine months to pay me i think it was like three hundred dollars oh nine months of like daily emails. And you know, back then, $300 was, I mean, it's still a lot of money now, but especially back then, you know? Yeah. And I just remember every day, every week, every Monday, it was like one of my routines. It's Monday, time to hit up Ebony. (laughs) I didn't really think I was going to get it. And then one day it came in the mail and I nearly cried tears of joy. Nine months. And so I thought it was just me because you know, like who was I? I thought that they were like, girl. Oh, it's never just you. Yeah. Especially when it, yeah, these, these magazines... Um, that's just a sign of trouble. And how they've yeah. been struggling though. I just for a long time. So what happened? Did that writer? No, Ebony basically was like, we don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it's such a shame because, like, like I said, I I just thought it was me. You know, of course, I, I was never gonna say anything publicly or post anything or whatever. I just thought, oh, that I'm small time, and they were like, girl, you're not even on our radar or whatever. And um, but to hear that they haven't paid some major major writers, I'm like, why is that? You know, that's crazy to me. Oh, um, Google. Hello, Google. So, yeah. oh, yeah. So on Friday, they announced that they were cutting one third of their staff, mm. and which and I was at first I was like, oh, my God, how many people? Ten. There's only 35 employees. Wow. That's sad. Man, that's it's, that's that's teeny for a ma- for a magazine. Thirty five. Yeah. Now they're only going to have twenty five. That's crazy. And they're moving from Chicago to California. I mean, that's it's especially sad because it's ebony, which means so much um, to the African-American experience in the U.S. But also just, you know, magazines in general. It's just not like it used to be. You know, they're just uh, it's I mean, I I literally I studied magazines in college and that's not even a major anymore because everyone knows that's not a career. Um, You know, that's not a specific career you should be, you know, striving toward, I guess. Um, you know, and I worked at a magazine at my first job in New York and it's kind of sad to see them, to see them struggle. Yeah. Because you're right. It's iconic. And so, but you know, you've, you've heard, you've, you've all heard that like magazines, you know, are not making money anymore that people are really, you know, online and digital. Maybe someone will, someone like big investor will save them. I feel like that's what they need. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I feel like that. I don't think that's gonna happen. You never know. You never know. You never know. Bezos People have to make was... a shift. You know, like you heard of Adidas, right? Adidas is no longer gonna be doing um, magazine ads or any of their their shit. They're shifting all of their ad money to just to just digital. That's well, humongous. Yeah, that's just killed some magazines. <laughs> I know exactly. So it's hard. Like you know, even TV. Look what's happening with Netflix and Hulu and stuff. Like. 
And so, you know, somebody, you know, how do you get money for these shows? How you get money for these shows is these advertisers advertise on your show. But if, you know, people are not watching, then there's really no money in it for them. And honestly, my marketing guy, who I'm like, AKA the genius, one of the things he told me was, and this is years ago, we, well, a year or so ago, when we first started working together. He said, Tiffany, you have to get into digital marketing now. You know, at the time I was like, I don't even know what that means. And he was like, so he said, here's why. He said, right now, people don't really get it. So it's cheap. He said, like, for example, Google ads, when they first came out, people, it was only the, the computer geeks. And so there was a lot of computer geeks making big money on Google ads. And then once these big companies understand, hey, there's money to be made here, then they throw so much money at it that they, they, they make it so that you can't afford it anymore. You know, because, you know, um, a, you know, Adidas is paying $10,000, you know, a day in ads. And you're like, what? My $10 doesn't do anything anymore. And so he was like, digital ads are like that. This, this was like last year or a year and a half ago. He was like, these large companies are slow to move. So there's still money in it. Like, it's one of the reasons, honestly, why I was able to go from when, when, when I started working with him, 20,000 community members, like dream catchers, to, to 300,000 in a year and a half. It was because we were using digital ads and inexpensively. Like, we, we were converting people. And converting means this, that um, how much money do you have to spend for someone to take the action you want them to take? So I might say, hey, I want people to sign up for my, my challenge. And so I'm going to spend $10. And if, if the conversion rate is a dollar per person, that means for every $10 I spend, I get 10 people. We were converting people for as low as a penny. A penny sometimes. That's unheard of. And so, and then there's some people who, if you're not good at doing ads, you convert people like, like, for example, there, I know an insurance company that it takes them $25 to get one person. So now what's going to happen as these bigger companies kind of come into this digital space is that it's going to cost more money to convert and smaller people are not going to have for that. And so for mm -hmm. those of y'all with small businesses, if you don't know nothing about Facebook ads or Instagram ads or whatever, you have like another year and maybe a little bit to learn before you get outpriced. And honestly, it's just, it's really why it's so useful or it just even better than a magazine. Think about when you pick up, pick up a magazine, you never know who's picking up that magazine to see your ad. But when you're on Facebook, you can literally say, I want black women ages 25 to 40 who live in Florida and like to watch um, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. And Facebook will whittle it down to that list for you and only show your ads those people. So you can really get so specific about who sees it because once you know your archetype, like the type of person that enjoys your brand already, you can find that woman over and over and over and over again. That's what I figured out. Like we figured out that women who liked Black Enterprise versus Essence liked me. And women who liked, which is weird, Ildris Elba, but not Oprah liked me. <laughs> Right. So there's like this weird, like mix of a type of personality that really would enjoy me if they knew I existed. So once we figured out like what her ar ar archetype was, we just started um, putting ads toward her and, you know, and, and saying, hey, you know, we've got this like great um, this great resource, the Live Richer Challenge. And so, yeah, if you're a business person, you need to learn now how to how to start doing digital ads and stuff or else you're going to be left behind and it's going to get too expensive to do so. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I just read this headline. I needed to share it, though. This Senate has, I was talking about, yeah, well, hopefully the Senate's going to block this health care bill. But I just read that they have formed a committee of 13 members, all of whom are men. 
to discuss the future of this healthcare act and, uh, you know, women's needs. And, oh, yeah, the the current version of the bill is going to defund Planned Parenthood for a year. So, yay, America. Yay. Fabulous. Fantastic. I'm like, so nobody has any daughters. Nobody has, like, any. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care because they're like, oh, well, I have money. My daughter will be fine. They don't care about. You know, they don't care about the, the, the Susie who's the, you know, doesn't have health care or parents can't afford to help to help her, you know, or pay for her to travel across state lines to get a, an abortion if she's sexually assaulted or something like that. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't know. They cry. Yeah. I'm just like, how do you sleep at night? And I'm just like, I guess you're right. So people literally have divorced themselves from the fact that everyone doesn't look like them. Absolutely. Well, it's easier than ever because they live in a, they're increasingly living in a bubble where the people in the administration, every photo of the current administration makes me want to like hurl or makes my stomach tight because I see it is like white man, white man, mm-hmm. white man, white man, white man, woman, white man, white man. Yeah. You know, it's Omarosa. <laughs> Omarosa, yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, look. Oh, no, she's just a reporter. Or like, oh, no, she's just there delivering the news or delivering the mail. You know, it's it's not. It's not a great time. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue into, are we going to boost or are we going to braid? Either way, we're staying brown. I like that. I think I'm going to keep that. (laughs) (laughs) It's brown break, brown boost time. You're so confident. I'm like, yeah, I like it too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just had to like loosen up, like lighten up the mood. Cause I'm like, Oh, that whole 45 makes me so depressed. 45 I don't like even, what? Uh, no, 45, you know, that's the number our president's, um, oh, our, oh, okay. the president's, um, I don't even like saying his name. So 45 Voldemort. makes me, yeah. Le moron. It makes me depressed. Le moron. <laughs> um, you're going to boost or break. I fine evening. I think I'm going to boost. It's a little random, but I think it's a little lighthearted. So I'm going to boost Zendaya. Here's why. This lo- this young woman is everything. Have you seen this? Um, li- like, you know, there's a show called Lip Sync Battle. Yes, I know. I s- yes. Anyway, yes. Oh, look, we're yes, both yes, on the yes. same cultural page. Look at this. I <laughs> see YouTube videos. I know. I know what's up. Chrissy Teigen, right? LL Cool J. <laughs> yes. And so it's a fun show. And I mean, I've seen everybody on there from Lupita to Mary J. Blige. Just, it's just a fun, fun, fun show. So Zendaya did, um, she did this really fun um, Erica Badu lip sync battle um, to Tyrone. She's got the big head wrap. Honestly, it's literally everything. <laughs> oh, I got to watch that. Yes, it is everything. I was like, wait a minute. So I just said, you know what? I always love her. She looked amazing at the Met Gala. She had a very Afrocentric dress on, huge, like loose curl fro. Oh, I was definitely and, watching the Met Gala red carpet via Twitter. Yeah. Just refreshing that hashtag. Refresh. <laughs> Where's Rihanna at? Refresh. Mm. I know. That's a 15th picture of Mindy Kaling. Refresh. Exactly. She was everything at yeah. the um at the Met Gala. And so, um, yeah, I just think that Zendaya, every time you know, you read about her, she's either standing up for herself or someone else's rights or just slaying. And so just a little boost to you, Z. That's it. I love her. Good boost. Um, and it's fun if you follow like uh, there's all this there's like a new class of young black girl magic like mm-hmm. a, a, among celebrities like Yara Hashidi yeah. from Blackish and then Zendaya and then Amandala Stenberg and mm-hmm. and then too it's like their fairy godmothers like Tracy Ellis Ross and Carrie Washington yeah Shonda Rhimes and uh, du- Ava DuVernay and I follow them all on Instagram and it's so cute because they all share each other's posts and they all like like Aww. you know support each other it's really beautiful but um just throwing that out there. Uh, I want to do a, I'm going to do a boost too. And I, I love this time of year because it's college graduation season and congratulations to the class of 2017, which includes my really good friend Tulu, who just actually, um, got her master's, I just got her MBA when I'm super proud of her because she did it while commuting an hour and a half to school with a toddler. What? Um, oh yeah. For most, for, I think for half the year he was in daycare at her school. So she was commuting with her son to class wow. like really just juggling everything so shout out to Tulu. hey Tulu. hey Tulu. and i want to shout out because my favorite time of this is the reason i like this time of year so much is because there's always these like fabulous stories of these like black girl black boy magic of 
like kids getting into every single Ivy League school. And there's two that we shared and I wanted to share them. So this one is that is this teenager who apparently did not get asked to prom, which I can't imagine because she's gorgeous. Yeah, I saw this. Hilarious. Continue. <laughs> so, so instead of not instead of going, you know, just spending the night at home and eating ice cream, she showed up at prom uh, with her Harvard acceptance letter in her hand. And yes. <laughs> so so badass. Um, <laughs> I'm like, who? What school does she go to for some idiot not to want to take her to prom? I don't understand. Um, so shout out to her. I'm going to find her name real quick. Oh, Priscilla Samey. She's 17 years old. Um, so that was badass. And then the quadruplets, did you see this? The quadruplets from Ohio? Yes. Who all got into Ivy Leagues and they're going to go to college together. That is awesome. Where are they going? Yale. Oh, Yale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all going to Yale. That's that good parenting right there. Seriously. It's hard to get one kid right. Plus four. I know. And then on top of that, like, what? I mean... I've been like, um, my sister, you know, she just had her baby. So I've been like sleeping over because her husband works nights and I was sleeping over and like babysitting or at least helping because she had the newborn that she has to get up every few hours to feed. And then she's got the one and a half year old, um, Roman, who is crazy in a good way, but still crazy. And I was like, yo, two, dude, two, yo, I would try to put the baby to sleep and Roman is doing flips. Like, look at me. His big thing is, wow. He knows like three words. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, Roman, we get it. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. Wow. I'm like, I don't know. What are you communicating? That was so overwhelmed. I can't imagine four. So congrats to your parents, quadruplets, quadruplets, quads, whatever. Just congrats. And the dad is quoted as saying, what's the secret? He says, lots of push-ups and sit-ups and running. Discipline and structure. That's a good dad right there. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like, what you're not going to do is make me crazy. <laughs> yeah. I guess just, God, man, like good parenting, I guess. Just yeah. four kids at one time, my God. Did you um, see that article that said the kids inherit their, their, their smarts from their mom? Oh, I believe that 100%. Yeah, I was like, huh, I never thought they were like, because I guess, is it the Y, is it women's, we're the Y chromosome or the X chromosome? We have double X. So double X, and they said that your intelligence are, is found in that chromosome, so it doesn't matter who your daddy is, your mama gives you your brain. And I said, oh, interesting. Some dads are like, whew, not my fault. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's, that's all you. <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw that in there, like, all right, well, congratulations, mama. Well, that's my brown break to all the college grads of 2017. Makes me feel so old. No. What about these prom pictures? Prom 2K? No, what is it? Prom 217K? I don't know, girl. Prom 2K? No, prom 17. I mean, like, I've been seeing, like... Oh, 2K17? That's what it is. 2K17. And so if you click on that, these prom dresses... I mean, I was on looking today, and I thought to myself, so is 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 she 25? I mean, these girls look like grown beautiful, accomplished. I have a job in a Porsche and a, and a, and a penthouse apartment in, in New York City women. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, they're like, I'm 16. Their parents are like, like they look the credit I'm, card bill. I, I, but they look, I mean, I did not have it. I don't have it just together now. Like now, I can't even slay like that. These girls are out here slaying and I just, I can't deal and I love it. Did you go to prom? I did, but nobody asked me either. So... My best friend had her date say, you know, I'm going with Tiffany and Veronica. I was like, oh, I love you, Veronica. That's the way to do it. Just go with your girlfriends. Yeah. Just go with your girlfriends. I remember um, asking her mom, like, can you hook me up? She was like, uh, yeah, no. I do remember that my 12th grade prom dress was a big, that was like my first big purchase. I think it was $280. And I picked it out of special and I worked really hard at the Gap. And then I took my gay ex-boyfriend to the prom. <laughs> Did you know he was gay? Well, obviously not when you were dating. No, I was so naive. Every, everybody but me knew. <laughs> let's not go down that. Let's not go down that rule. Now you guys know officially, you officially know way too much about my life. Way too much. Right. I Shout out to him. He's like, great. Right. Hey, he was a I great dance we, partner. Yeah, I think we all like the guy that you're like, how did I not? How did, how did I not? How did I not go? Not only did I go with him, I turned down the hot six-foot-something basketball player, who I will not name. Maybe he listens. Um, Why'd you turn him down? Because I had a crush on on my gay ex-boyfriend. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) 
He was very sensitive and listened to me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> like he is so great. He's like a friend. He's like, if you only knew. <laughs> he braids my hair. No, I'm not done. he didn't oh do that. All right. Anyway, we're going down a treacherous path. Yes, um, we are. But that is hilarious. But Mandy's like, no, clearly, like, yeah, that is hilarious. They were in all col- Ivy League quadruplets when we were in school. Okay, they gone to school with the Ivy League quadruplets. Uh, our question, our listeners do have questions, and you know what I love even more is when they, uh, when people get up to us or back to us. I can't speak today. When they get back to us with updates, so mm-hmm. I don't remember what we used for this woman's code name a while back, um, but she asked us a question. Um, I would say a couple months ago. She says a few weeks ago. I feel like it was longer. Um, asking about she needed encouragement to find um, a new job and to continue her job search. She wasn't happy at her job. And I forget what we said, but apparently it was awesome because she says, I just wanted to let you know that I ended up having two offers this <gasps> week for new opportunities I found through networking. I have happily accepted an offer and will be starting at the end of May. Yeah. Congratulations. Right? We be making things happen. Meanwhile, I'm like, what do we say? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she did all the work. I know. <laughs> um, but that's exciting. Yay. Even yeah. when you're down, you always bounce back, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you have questions, as always, you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com. Dot com. Where you at? <laughs> I'm slow. I'm slow. All right. Go ahead. Uh, or you can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you go to the website, brownambitionpodcast.com, you just have to click on Ask Us Anything. And while you're there, take a look around at our beautiful website. Go to our Facebook page. Like us there. Leave us a note. Chill out. Meet each other. Um, and, um, anyway, I'm mumbling now, so we'll go on to today's question. Let's just call her Kay. Kay. Okay. Kay. Kay. So <laughs> she says, hi girls. I'm a new listener and I am trying to become more aware and educated on my finances. Listening to your podcast, I realize that I'm currently in a circumstance that no one really talks about anymore. I'm currently working for a small business owner and although it's very successful, um, My boss is not in a position to provide our office with any benefits other than vision and dental. With that being said, what is the best way to invest in a retirement retirement fund without the assistance of an employer and without employer matching? Child, you sure this is not one of my employees? (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not because they don't even get vision and dental. Anyway, we're working on it. Um... I think this is probably a lot more common than than um, some people think because a lot of small businesses uh, don't have to offer. If you have under a certain, I think like 25 or 50, you don't have to offer yeah. any benefits. So, um, so yeah, that's tough, but not impossible. Yep. Um, I think your first step is, and she's, she asked specifically about retirement, although she didn't mention where she gets health care from. But since she asked about retirement, I would say you can easily open an IRA. Um, through a brokerage firm and some of my favorites because they tend to be very transparent, mm-hmm. um, very long-term investment and very affordable um, are Vanguard, yep. uh, Charles Schwab. Um, I'm about to get Transamerica and TD Ameritrade mixed up, but they're both fine. So, um, But top, top, top pick will probably be Vanguard, Vanguard uh, and Charles Schwab. Fidelity is another a, one. A Roth IRA or you, you're telling her a traditional IRA. Well, I mean, that's up to her. Um, the difference between a Roth and a traditional um, IRA. Traditional IRA, um, you put money in and it's put in tax-free and you're taxed later when you withdraw the funds. Mm-hmm. With a Roth IRA, you're taxed today at your current tax rate and you withdraw the, t- the funds tax-free when you're ready to retire. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering, why would I just give the government money now? Um, the idea, if you're younger, they, they typically say... Um, although you'd probably want to get ad- advice from a, yep. you know, investment expert, but typically the the idea generally and and why they'd want to re- they'd um, recommend people take out a Roth IRA is because if you get taxed at your current tax rate as you get older, the idea is that your income will increase and so yep. will your tax rate. So mm-hmm. really, it's a tax savings because if you're getting taxed at a lower rate today, it means you won't get taxed at your higher rate later. later. Yep. But again, it's very, it's hard to give general advice. 
But um, unfortunately, there's not much you can do if you don't get a match from your employer. All you can do is increase or try to increase. Um, it just invest all that a little bit more than what you maybe would do if you were getting a match from your employer, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, yeah, and not every, I mean, I don't know too many small businesses that do match. I mean, because it's expensive to like, you know, bring on, so in all, and in, 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 to be all transparent, I just switched from an LLC, which is basically like, um, it's, it's just a different type of business to an S corp where now I work for my business. I'm not my business, which LLC is kind of like, you are your business, you know? And so with an S corp, you have to have at least one employee, one official, official employee. Like right now I like on the books, they're not my, the people who work for me are not employees. They are uh, contractors. Right. So what that because I can't afford and we're working toward that, but I can't afford because if, if I make somebody an employee, there's certain things that you have to do. Like, you know, you have to there's certain uh, taxes you have to pay. I have to provide certain types, certain level of health care, you know, that kind of stuff. So right now I'm the only official employee. And then the next employee, like hopefully later on this year, it'll be my COO, um, Sierra. And then we'll bring on more people. But uh, you have to be able to pay for that. And so. You know, so you kind of ask yourself, do I bring on additional employees or do I, the employees I do have, do I give them better benefits? And so everything costs, you know, a lot of money, basically. But if you're with a company that you really see a lot of growth there and you see that it's like, you know, that there's a, that there's something happening here. These are things you could talk to your um, employer about, about like, you know, we really love this because now, for example, I have a... Um, I don't, I mean, for lack of a better word, I guess she's like our, our, our CFO, but you know, like I said, I don't have any employees. She, she just does contract work for us, but she has been like really helping us to see what we're making versus what we're spending and what we can spend before. Like literally this is how I used to make decisions. Sierra would be like, Hey, you know, I think we should get this program. It's gonna, you know, make it smoother to like add courses to the Academy. How much is it? $30 a month. All right. Like I had no, like, you know, I don't know. The budget needs to have no budget for the business? Yeah, which is so crazy because in my personal life, I budget to the T. But with the business, I was more like, I don't know. You just do whatever you can to, to grow. And I'm like, well, and the thing is, we don't we don't have any debt. The business doesn't have any debt. Um, and so I just kind of felt like, well, we made money. So I know there's more than $30 left over. So yeah, but there was no real, I couldn't tell you what I was making versus what I was spending. Although I kept really copious, right? Like I kept really detailed records. So when, when uh, Rachel, our new CFO came on, she was like, for someone who was all over the place, you have like the best records. So like I kept record of every penny spent and every penny made, but there was no sense made out of those records. You see what I mean? And so like, just because there was so much on top of everything else, I didn't really like, yeah, I could tell you like, oh, you know, this month we made 10,000 and then we spent you know, too, but there was no real sense made of like, well, where is the money really going? You know, how much of this is staff? How much of this is this? How much? So I didn't have any like reports. I just had like numbers like 10 to eight, 10 to two, three to four, you know? Yeah. And so with her coming on, like I asked her the other day, I always feel like that we're spending too much, you know? And I asked her the other day for, for example, the Academy. And I was like, you know, Rachel, can you share with us? Like, you know, if we have a, a meeting every Thursday with like the, a money meeting every Thursday with everyone. Rachel and I talk almost every day about money, but with everyone. And she said, you know, that we spend 6%, our operating expense is 6% of our gross. I'm like, what? That's good, right? She was like, Tiffany, that's incredible. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I didn't, who knew? She's like, Tiffany, you only have to spend $6 to make $100. And I was like, that's really, that's good. Okay. And so now we can work from a place of, you know, how business should go. So the two things I wish I would have known better, you know, uh, as far as running a business is like, one, I should have gotten like uh, an assistant sooner and two, your money person. And so I say that to say, um, I'm BA listener with this letter that sometimes sitting down and talking with like, I don't know how small the small business is, but oftentimes, you know, small business owners are good at not necessarily the money aspect, but they're good at the thing that they're doing. They're good at baking the cake or they're good at singing the song or, or teaching or whatever that is, but they're not necessarily good at running the business. And a little nudging, a little suggestion can go a long way because I know it would go a long way for me. 
And so, you know, that would be my advice is that, yes, do do it on your own, but don't don't discount that they haven't done it just because they don't want to. Maybe they just need some help restructuring, you know, their finances. Right. And it's, and that's what makes it sort of hard to work for a small business, too, is that it's almost good because you're so close and up close and personal with your with your bosses, with the founders and whatnot, but, and you have the opportunity to speak up and ask for what you need or what you want. But it also, it's kind of like you have to, cause it's not like anyone else is going to do it. Yep. You know, like you really have to be your advocate. There's no HR department and, you know, no union or whatever to talk up. So, um, but in the, in the near future, what Kay can certainly do is just open up a basic IRA and mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a big fun, uh, big fun. Here I go again. I'm a big fan of target date funds. I think they're super simple. And um, these are just basically funds where you match it to the date you anticipate that you'll retire and they'll in- they'll invest your funds um, accordingly. And typically that means more aggressive starting out with more stocks. And then as you get older and closer to retirement, it'll wean you off and, and, and shift your um, investments more toward low risk investments like bonds. Um, and I think, well, I definitely know that Vanguard... Charles Schwab, Fidelity all have their own versions um, of target date funds. So they're all mm-hmm. good. And you only need about, what, 500 bucks to start? 500 to to $1,000 to open up one of these accounts? Um, so not very much. Yeah. So just get started. The sooner the better when it comes to retirement. Absolutely. Like don't, yeah, and you don't let the fact that you don't have, it makes it harder if you don't have, you know, a, a employment offering for benefits. But at the same time, I mean, just because your employer offers you benefits doesn't mean it's going to be awesome. Yep. Like a good retirement plan. So it's nice to have control over everything um, in a way. Yeah. So thanks, Kay. And again, if you have questions, go to brownambitionpodcast.com or email us brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. Yeah, I knew you um, still knew it. Yeah, I was on it that one. I was like waiting. I was like, okay, she's about to say it. Okay, just <laughs> is it time for wins i believe it's wins it's been a while since we've done wins i know all we do is win 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 no matter what we haven't done wins in a while so what so yeah so it's time for wins (laughs) um you go first Wins. <laughs> Clearly, nobody came up here. With wins. I forgot what wins were supposed to be. They're supposed to be. I mean, they can be personal, but it's just supposed to be like you know some because sometimes. And I mean, today was 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 decent, but I think we started wins because you know it was during the time of the reign of um he who shall not be named when when that transition was happening and it got a little heavy and we needed something so we wanted to always end on a bright note. And so wins were like, no matter what we talked about, whether how bad or whatever, that we always ended with something positive. Got it. I'm back on the wins train. (laughs) Well, here's a win, even though this is like, you know, a little bit on the old side, but no, no, I'm not going to do that one. That is really old. I'm like, I'm like, that's what was it going to be? Now I need to know. Like, don't play yourself. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Um, um, let's see. Um, I don't know. I just didn't think wins are just brown girls in general because we're like just we're pretty awesome. I have to say, I don't know. We're just out here slaying and you know, it's the laziest butt, win I've ever heard. I know. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I thought I had a win, and I was like, I don't. Um, well, okay. Well, I mean, well, that's a personal win. I feel like I already talked about like you know the what's the name. Well, I'm gonna be at Essence Fest. So like, I I have a win, but it's really fun listening to you ramble. Okay, yes, bring it, little child, yes, please, bring her in. <laughs> Let's see how long Tiffany can go. Um, no, um, I did want to do a win, and actually, I had this written down for last week. I was prepared for a win last week, but we didn't do one. Um, and it's going to sound like a cheap one, but it it's really meaningful, and I wanted to give a win to my sister, Aww. who I feel like is um, – She's like the unsung hero of my life and of my siblings' lives, and I just feel super appreciative to her. 
you know how in a family like we have four siblings and I feel like there's always the one who gets like the brunt of everyone's like mm-hmm. you know they're the ones that you get get all the phone calls they're the one who have to deal with the emergencies and you know be there when you know the parents need something or when something goes wrong and just handling everything and anyway so I feel like my sister is just like the backbone of our siblings right now and um at the same time I I wanted I want to give her that shout out which she definitely deserves because she's amazing and she you know kept me sane even before you know she was my maid of honor and it was her job to keep me sane she's always there supporting me but she makes me think a lot about the role of like sisters and families and how the women in families typically end up being the caretaker mm-hmm. and I look at my sister and I kind of already see that we are defaulting toward okay Mallory will take care of it my mm-hmm. sister's name is Mallory you know she'll be the one and and it makes me like I, I wanted I had started having a talk with her about it because I wanted to I felt bad I wanted to stop doing that so much because I didn't want her to feel like every time something goes wrong, she must be the one to swoop in because it wears you down yeah, um, it does. after a while. And it's not really fair to that sibling. And I mean, we don't have to, I mean, I, there was a vice, uh, vice land, which is that vice network. They have a, t- they have a business uh, finance show and they had a woman on talking about the role of women and how women almost always end up being the default caretaker and how women are more likely to turn down promotions because they have to take care of elder Mm. family or spouses. Women are more likely to leave the workforce because they have to be a caretaker and to sacrifice themselves. And I feel like it doesn't always have to be that way. Like sometimes um, it is because there's only the daughter or only the niece or whatever. But I feel like in families, sometimes it's easy to, to step back and say, okay, well, my sister has it. Yeah. Um, and she's the one ever, you know, that can take care of it. And I certainly did this when my mother, a couple of years ago, my mother fell and, and shattered her kneecap, um, on oh, ice. And I went from, goodness. yeah. And I went from my week to Wisconsin and I spent my week with her. And after that, my sister was on her own and she was the only one living near her to take care of her. And that's like, my mother couldn't use the bathroom on her own. So, I mean, that's like around the clock. Yeah. taken care of and and she was there for months and months and months for her recuperation um and I kind of used that distance as an excuse but I'm, I'm just anyway I just wanted to to give her the shout out and the win Aww, but also Mallory, just you're awesome right and your mother had those moves on the dance so I'm like really she healed great I know it is I mean <laughs> when I think about if I showed you pictures or video of my mom two years ago when I, I I swear I was like she's never gonna walk again like mm. I just had to help my mother use the bathroom. How this is crazy. She's in yeah. her mid fifties. Um, that yeah. was so scary, so scary. And um, and yeah, her recovery was amazing. She also yeah. lost fifty pounds this year. Let's just give mom okay. a shout out too. Let's give mom a win. Yeah, while we're here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why and not? Honestly, your sister's got great energy, and so does her wife. I was just like, oh, they were just just all of your family when I was there, and 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 uh, and husband's family. It was just such a great, like, warm, um, welcoming environment. And so everybody gets a shout-out. You get a shout-out. You get a shout-out. Everybody <laughs> gets a shout-out. You know, even yeah. what's your, what's your, what's, um, what's his name? Your, um, your best friend is a guy. Baron or Kevin? Baron. Baron. Not you, Baron. You left me. No, I'm just joking, Baron. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Because I know he's listening. I don't think anyone's ever been mad at Baron Brown. Like, no, he's really awesome too. He had such great energy. He made sure that I was good. So yeah, no, yeah, I just no. Sisters are really. I mean, there's something special about sisters. I mean, brothers too, but I don't have any brothers, so I wouldn't know. So, but there's just something special about sisters and how far they'll go for you. So that's awesome. Thanks, Mallory. But they also have to take care of themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's the balance. It's nice to be the one who swoops in, but it's also like up to the rest of us. Me, who's the most awkward caretaker in all of history, (laughs) needs to get better at trying and being there. um, Oh, oh, I've got to win. Yes. Yes. So I was just doing a little scrolling through. So a friend of mine named Evita. Turquoise Robinson. Yes, that's her real name. Wait, I know that name. Where do I know that name? Yes, she's the founder of Nomadness. Got it. And so Nomadness, for those who don't know, is this awesome travel community specifically for people of color, brown people, brown ambition people, right? So Avita was already awesome. I was already like, oh, Avita's awesome. She's amazing. She, she, her movement, like you're seeing this huge um, uptick in, in brown travel. And honestly, they really credit a lot of it to her. And there's a, a few other kind of like 
folks that has started that movement, but she's one of the founding folks. So she's like, like I said, amazing. But what I love about Avita is yes, no madness is great, but she's always been so civic minded. And recently she dropped to me one of the most amazing things that she could have done outside of starting no madness. She started this um, lip stain line called compass by Avita. And I was like, Oh, this is cute. Like, okay, these lip stains that you can wear. And, um, and honestly, the stains are actually really nice. You know, sometimes people make things and you're like, oh, I guess, but they're really nice. Um, but what I love about it is that she names the lip stain after a city in the world. Like there's Aleppo, there's jo- um, Joburg, there is um, Haiti. Well, Haiti's a country, but whatever. Bangkok, Lagos for Nigeria, Soweto for um, South Africa. So she names the lip stain after places in the world. And because she's so like pro women focused, she gives 10% of the income from that lip stain to women in that country. How dope is that? That's amazing. And so what I love about it is that, yeah, you get to buy this dope product, but you're buying something where you're giving to women like you in other countries. So she just today, she just dropped, um, what percentage of, I guess, um, of what percentage of lip stains are selling? Like who, like what's selling more Haiti is, no, Joe Berg has gotten the most, and then Haiti has gotten the second of most, I guess, of, of sales. And so if you loving to wear, like, and the lip stains, what I love about them, I don't know how she made this work, but she her campaign, she shows women of all brown shades. Not just brown shades, women, period, honestly. It's not just a, 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 lip, a lip stain line just for uh, brown girls. But so women of all shades wearing these stains, and it looks good from super, super chocolate girls like me to Lily, 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 white girls, like some of her friends have worn it. And you're like, wow, that's the same lip stain. It looks amazing. It's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants where the jeans fit all of their body sizes. Yeah. That's what lip stain does. And I'm just really proud of her because this is just something that she's created to bring awareness to the fact that there are women around the world that really need our help, but doing it in a way that's like fun and that way you could participate, you know, while buying something really cute and like, you know, so girly, like a lip stain, but knowing that your, your contribution is helping other women. So if you're interested in um, learning more about it, it's Compass by Evita, E-V-I-T-A, um, dot com and um, get yourself a lip stain. I've ordered, I'm, I've ordered the red. I think it's Aleppo and I'm excited about it. So I'm like, ooh, I love me a good red. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. I guess we have a few. Is this the end credits of Golden Girls? Yeah, no, no. How do you not know? Oh my God, I forgot you're millennial. E-R-O-W-N ambition. It's the Mickey Mouse Club. Am I sneaking? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. Uh, Mandy. Just I don't know. Either, on that. You're either super young or super old, depending on, like, what the topic is. <laughs> Mandy's like, what? But you did know Golden Girls, which shows, you know, I'm. you actually knew the name of that, even though you're new to them, right? Was it you who never heard of Golden Girls? Like, you never watched the episode until recently? Yes, that was me. Yeah, so, you know, we're slowly bringing you into the um, Gen X. Am I Gen X or Gen Y? I don't even know. But either way. Either way, Brown Ambition, it's been awesome as per usual. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.